Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls, and I am your host, a broke man, east of North, east of Richmond, east, whatever, the joke failed. That being said, welcome back to the show. Joe Rogan and Oliver Anthony mock out-of-touch celebrity backlash to hit song, Richmond, north of Richmond. Yeah, we're going to talk about two people who are out-of-touch, and one of them might be you, perhaps. We'll get into that. By Alexander Hall of Fox Oliver Anthony about his rise to fame after releasing the hit song, Rich Man North of Richmond. I'm not a singer. And mocked the mocked its outrage caused. Mocked the outrage it caused. I'm Lizdexic. The red-bearded Virginia farmer and musician rose to relevance, uh, uh, rose from relative obscurity to ranking number one on Billboard's Hot 100 for a song he recorded while out in the American wilderness. Not all of the American public has praise for the artist, however. Some have objected to his lyrics, lamenting that the, quote, obese are milking welfare. Well, because it's true. It's absolutely fucking true. I mean, America is one of the only countries that I can think of that has obese homeless people. Think about that. We have obese, starving, homeless people. Let that sink in. Let that a combination of words sink in, right? Not all Americans in public, milk and welfare, decrying that quote, if you're five foot three and three hundred uh five foot three and three hundred pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rounds. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. I talked about this a long time on the show. I went to a store and I got held up in line because this lady wanted to argue with the gas station worker that she should be able to use her bridge card to buy a lottery ticket. And she turned around and made the mistake of asking me what I thought. And I said, I think you're a lazy... I said, I think you're a lazy ass who doesn't want to get a fucking job. So you're stealing my fucking money to gamble it. She goes, man, who asked you? You. Can I get a... Can can you check me out, dog? Can you open up another register? Because this woman's not going to fucking move. So sure enough, he said, can you step aside so I can check other people out? pathetic. I don't support any of these social nets because they get overwhelmingly abused and they encourage people to milk off the system instead of fucking, I don't know, providing themselves the lives they deserve. On Wednesday, Rogan mentioned that his song has become a subject of discussion to the point where quote, everybody is getting involved, citing how Dwight from The Office actor Rain Wilson, faggiest fucking name, chimed in on its lyrics. Quote, or uh, Wilson, who played Dwight in The Office, wrote in a social media post, quote, If I were writing a song about Richmond, North of Richmond, I, would talk about, I wouldn't talk about obese people on welfare. I sing about CEOs who make 400 times their average worker's salary. Up from 50 times 30 years ago. And corpse that and the corporations that pay zero taxes, like offshore tax shelters for billionaires. All right. You multi-millionaire commie scumfuck. Let's address this, shall we? First, let's look at the point you made right here. I wouldn't talk about obese people on welfare. I would. Why? Welfare is only meant to cover your food. And if the government's going to implement and try to force, you know, regular citizens to have, you know, like a food pyramid type deal, that should somehow absolutely be forced through the fucking welfare system. This does not allow you to buy... Uh, you exclude certain brands, like Hostess, for example. Things that are just outright junk food. 
you lower the amount on it or you tie an increase in it or whatever the fuck you know you tie an increase to gain a job some shit right but right now as it sits welfare overwhelmingly infanticizes people and allows them to become fat pathetic lethargic fucking large with nothing better to do that's half of what i was talking about back in the day with the rioters and everything going on in dc is when you interview these people they're all unemployed it's not like they were unemployed because of the pandemic. They were just already unemployed. They went from high school to their parents' house and stayed there. Or they went from high school to college and came out radicalized. Or vice versa. Really, well, they were normal in high school and came out crazy. Right? And then went into college and that craziness got cranked up. But they're all on welfare. They all have massive debt. No. Fuck them. This song absolutely needs to be written the way that it was. It's a little too wah for me, but I, I, I do appreciate where the song comes from. I think it's a good way to go with uh, Try That in Small Town. From the office actor Rain Wilson chimed in on his lyrics, right? Now let's scroll down here. See, I'd sing about CEOs who make 400 times their average worker salary up. And this is his tweet, by the way. First off, source bitch. Source bitch. Second of all, yeah, they run a company. They assume all the costs and liability of said company. They also run the company that pays all of you, all the employees, pays all the taxes. And by the way, all these big companies aren't getting taxed. Sure, maybe they're not getting taxed to the point where you want them to be taxed. I think taxation is largely theft. But, buddy, you are a very wealthy individual, right? If you ran your media company, you would become one of these super duper rich fucking people. And you wouldn't say shit. Just like Bernie Sanders. And Rain Wilson sucked cock for Bernie Sanders, basically. Right? So, buddy, Bernie's a millionaire. And if he ever becomes a billionaire, he's not going to say anything. He's just going to be all, the trillionaires are a problem. Because once you become a millionaire... He didn't mention anything about millionaires all of a sudden. It was just billionaires and trillionaires. Not millionaires and billionaires. It has a way of changing, does it not? So, yeah, no, CEOs absolutely deserve a fat fucking paycheck, a nice house, a mansion, hot wife, and some kids. I, I think a CEO deserves that. Why? Assumingly, you know, since we're generalizing here, they built a company. They grew it from the ground up. They worked in a basement. It's like if I, this podcast eventually grew into a massive media company. I grinded it out in a basement, moved from location to location, sank lots of money into traveling across the country to film different events and protest. Dog, like, come on. Come on now. If this grew into a massive company, I would absolutely be paying myself fat. The company would be getting more money than I would be. You know, but I would be the highest paid person in the company. Why? Because it's my fucking company. And that's how it fucking works. That's how it should work. Why? It incentivizes other people to grow, to challenge, to become the next big dog. But the way society's written now, it has everybody so infanticized that when they see somebody having more of them, they're they're not seeing a challenge. Like, I can earn that. I can get that. They're seeing, um, somebody take from them and give it to me. That's all it is, you fucking sad asses. Not you, the listening audience. I know you're based. I know you're red-pilled. I love you. You're sweet. You're so special. Go home with peace in your heart. You know what I mean? You're, like, you're wonderful. You're great. There's a lot of people I have in mind in particular when I talk about this kind of shit. 
just so many people I can think of would be regurgitating this hate at this point to me. Now let's continue on. Yeah, you're right. 50 times more than 30 years ago. Look at inflation rates. Look at the look at the market disaster of 2004. Look at the market crash of 2008, which really continued to 2012. Look at the housing crash of 2009 through 2012. And then you look at the pandemic and the massive inflation going on today. Yeah, geez, I wonder what happened to the economy where it multiplied so many fucking times. Hmm. Also, how are you measuring it? Because the way they measure inflation has changed. Three times since 1960. And twice since 1980. So I have to ask you, what measurements are you using exactly? Like, which agreed upon terms? And again, what are your sources? Of course, they pay zero taxes. Fuck off. Yeah, you're right. He's incredibly out of touch. He's incredibly out of touch, bitching about things he doesn't understand about, like, all these celebrities. These are the celebrities, and he was one that came out and sang, Imagine there's no heaven, no God above us. You know, during the pandemic, when everyone's locked down, they're being told that their grandma's gonna die any second now. Yeah, great lyrics, great song to fucking sing. By the way, I hate that John Lennon song, Communist Propaganda. But, uh, you know who else is out of touch? The people who keep going for the, he's our guy. He's not. He never was. He's a guy. This is the part I was talking about earlier. You want to know who else is out of touch? The listening fucking audience. A lot of people, just like what Kyle Rittenhouse, and like I told you with Kyle Rittenhouse, Kyle Rittenhouse is not going to be your Second Amendment hero. When you donate to his legal fund, you're not donating because he's going to come out. You shouldn't be donating because you think he's going to come out of this court case and be like, Gun rights! I'm going to run for Senate! Yay! No, he's a kid. He's going to come out of this. He's going to sue a bunch of people, get a bunch of money. He's going to get himself a nice girlfriend, and guess what? He's going to relax. She's going to unwind. She is going to, uh... You know, he's just going to get a hot babe. That's what he did. He went and got himself a hot chick, got himself some golfing clubs, a golf club membership, and now he golfs smokes cigars, and has a trophy girl. Alright, and he lives in Florida. And a lot of people are like, he's a fucking traitor. No, he's not. No, he's fucking not. He was a kid who protected his community, who had a lot of misfortune fall his fucking way. He went through the darkness, came out victorious. That's all that, that's all that was fucking required of him. And Oliver Anthony is just a fucking guy. He wrote a great song that you like. I like it enough. I mean, I'm not going to listen to it multiple times. It's a little too fucking whiny, a little too fucking resolute to fucking failure sounding, a little too like they've won, you know. Like, I'm just not in here for black pills, you know. I'm a generally optimistic type of individual. But he's just a guy. A lot of people came out like, yeah, he's one of the working class. And then when he went on a show called The American Marxist, and he's, you know, he started talking to them, he's a communist. Those people turned on him so hard. Right, and then there's a Fox clip that takes him out of, out of context where he says diversity is our strength, which is like one sentence out of a, like a 10-ish minute interview he gave. You know, he's just a fucking guy. He's just a guy. A lot of people rush to be like the, he's our guy. No, 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 be your guy. All right, be your ubermensch, as it were. Don't sit back and be like, "Where's our, where's our, 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 our night on, our night on a horseback? Who's gonna be our guy? No one, no one's coming. 
You make friends, you make allies, but you gotta be your fucking guy first. Just like there's America first, there's you first. You gotta, what's in your best interest, you know, how can you take care of yourself, how can you provide and get the best life going on around you? Oftentimes, you achieve the best life around you and involve some level of self-improvement and public service. Or at least a purpose in life. And being your own savior, your own person who's going to come out and help you, that's not a bad way to go about it. And I'm talking about some vain, ego, self-deification method. I'm talking about literally pulling yourself, yeah, literally, but actually busting your ass. Getting some elbow grease and being what you need to see in the world. Not waiting for someone else to be what you want to see. Oliver Anthony is just a guy. And a lot of people who sit here thinking that he was going to be their guy, I hate to break it to him. They're the ones who are super duper out of fucking touch. He was never going to be your guy. I might lose some subscribers over this, but you need to hear this. There is no your guy. Everyone's flawed. Everyone's fucked up. Everyone's going to say or do some shit you don't agree with. I don't understand, and I always hate the weird rush to sanctify people when they do something based. Same thing happened with Black Rifle Coffee. And then when Black Rifle Coffee came out of the BLM can, guess what? People got rage, said they were traitors, blah, blah, blah. They were a coffee company ran by veterans who said some shit. Who are America first? Yeah, you're right. They're veterans. They hired American workers and they brew and make their shit and can their shit in the U.S. Coffee beans still come from some sketchy, likely slave harvested country. It is what it is. Let's continue on. Rogan turned the scrutiny back on Wilson himself and joked, quote, There is nothing funnier than millionaires talking shit about billionaires. It says the guy who loves Bernie Sanders. There is nothing funnier about funnier about million. There's nothing funnier about millionaires pretending these billionaires are out of touch. Rogan then suggested, "quote Take Dwight from the office down to West Virginia. Take him through those coal mining countries. Take him through these places in Appalachia where people live and have extreme poverty. Nothing that pills have devastated the region. Noting that pills have devastated that region. Yeah." That and a lot of homemade drugs. True. Absolutely true. He couldn't handle it. It would break him. Quote, Through rural Virginia, that poverty is a big issue. The drugs are a big issue. And I mean, it's not just even in rural areas. And you go into downtown Richmond or any downtown anywhere for that matter, Anthony said. He added that lately it appears that these problems, quote, exist everywhere now to the point that, quote, that's why the song was reson. That's why the song resonated the way that it did. Now let's scroll down here and see what the comments have to say. Wow. OK, literally just three. Let's see what they have to say. Uh, Luis. Hilston Barry Ford III. Fancy name. I pray that America overcomes its infatuation with pills, powder, and injected junk. And realizes that chemicals are not the way to happiness. Sobriety, work, love, community, spirit, and morals are the solid foundation for happiness and will bring money, love, and healing. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, if you want a better life, you got to take that you got to do self-improvement and you usually got to get involved in your community it gives you something to care about it makes you want to fight and build for something 
And a lot of people just live, you know, like in a house. They don't live in a community. They don't live in a neighborhood. They just live in a house. They work in a building. It's not like they work with their neighbors. It's not like they know who they work with or they really spend time. They got work acquaintances. That's it. Like, no effort to be like, hey, we get along at work. You want to go maybe go like a beer? Throw some discs? Some? No, you just are content to see each other at work, get along really well, and then go home and be by yourself. A little bit of projection here, but only because during the week I get out of work and I come here and go to bed. I haven't really got to hang out with my friends the way that I usually would. Uh, just because everything with, you know, I work right now, I'm working my ass off at a Miller distributor slash brewery. So, with everything going on with Anheuser-Busch, I'm incredibly fucking busy right now. Uh, Janet. No, sure. Uh, I think you mean not sure, but think it was a dig. Fudge rounds at Chris Christie. I am happy for Oliver and for his music going viral. He didn't have to sell his soul to record uh, to record companies. No, true. Absolutely true. Again, he seems like a great guy. God bless Oliver. I completely agree. He seems like a great guy. I just have to sit here and give a critical eye to the people who are like, he was supposed to be our guy. Stop that nonsense. You don't have a guy. You have yourself in this fucking world. And I mean, sure. Dude, it's kind of cruel. It's kind of a dick move. I'm sorry. Look. Un... Uh, God, what's it? H how's the phrase go? Honest conflict is more beneficial to the fabric and well-being of our country than dishonest harmony. Right? Now let me... Let's watch a little bit of this, actually. Pull it up here. The Joe Rogan experience. And you're going to have to deal with that soon. Because I guarantee you, there's going to be some people that are making some CGI. Oh, there are. There are. are, they are. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. What is that? I'm sure I'm, there are. Yeah, I haven't kept up with a lot just because, um, you know, I'm doing... So I'll, anything social media related right now or anything, any internet presence I have right now is coming from me off the phone just, like, before everything blew up. So I haven't invested the time to, like, look at everything circulating. But I've people, like, friends and family have sent me stuff. And some of it's pretty funny. But, uh, you know, they've got all these different AI remixes of the song with different voices and... Um, overlay different faces and all and it's it's funny to see where it's gonna go you know that is funny yeah you're gonna have to deal with that my daughter yeah. sent me some advertisement she goes did you do this advertisement i'm like nope yeah nope, that's not really my voice yeah I mean, like it is the day voice, after they... <clears throat> the day after things blew up one of the towing companies had had an ad on facebook that had it, it wasn't really me but it was a red beard and like the side profile of sunglasses looking out the window i'm like okay how dare i you? guess i've made it anyway <laughs> that's not realized like people are already ripping things off and what's crazy is like every shirt that i've worn anywhere in public there's um so there's a there's an organization that i've um i'm not like officially r related to or in any way have done anything with but it's a friend of a friend in the neighborhood it's called nets with vets and they take out veterans with ptsd and let them go deep sea fishing and so he asked me last minute just to wear his shirt at one of the concerts and do you know now there's like 1500 listings online for counterfeit nets with vets shirts <laughs> and so crazy. the organization reached out like hey are you like making shirts ripping us off <laughs> it's like it's not me so it's like it's, just, it's a weird uh. it's a weird thing but yeah, I've, I've already experienced a lot of that stuff not so much on the ai side but just i don't know the internet's just such a, a rowdy place you know oh it's so rowdy <laughs> the world's a rowdy place it know? is and maybe people bring maybe pe people bring their um their best and their worst on the internet like uh I've always tried to stay off social media as much as possible, but um, I've learned very quickly that like Twitter and Facebook and stuff like you, <laughs> you you see comments and feedback from people both overwhelmingly positive that maybe you wouldn't get in a personal conversation, but also like overwhelmingly negative yeah. too. You know, yeah. people yeah. just use that as a vent. They just they just take whatever seething hatred they have inside of them. They're like, oh, I'm getting that guy with it. You know, if you had a song just about love that resonated like that, it would be almost impossible to hate you. But you have a song where you're talking about how people are fed up with shit and. It obviously resonated. I mean, yeah. I've seen songs go viral. 
but that's pretty banana, son. <laughs> your shit, your shit went to the moon right yeah. away. And uh, God, I'm not sure who sent it to me. I'll have to find out who sent it to me. Because it's one of those things where, like, once one person sent it to me, then it was like dozens of people were sending yeah. it to me. Yeah, it, it, um, it's funny because originally that song wasn't in my, it wasn't really even in my top five. Like, it's not normally the type of song I've written songs with similar messages but as far as that sort of like i guess anthem format is what people are calling it, it's like an anthem like that's not something i would normally write but uh but it's an unlikely anthem yeah you know, insane times <laughs> it would be an unlikely anthem yeah i had no idea that that song would react the way it did at least in my case i think the one thing that's helped me too is that so my singing isn't the best but i've never had any like vocal lessons or anything so the way i sing is just the way i sing and so like i think even the same way with her and other people it's like it's maybe rough around the edges it could be a little pitchy or it's you know you're not using the right part of your face when you project and whatever and so like on paper things aren't quite right but to the i guess to another human it's like it sounds like it sounds right because it's it's it is it is what it is you know it's authentic yeah yeah i don't think there's any right way to do anything i mean there's it's like you see it in everything there's a person who <laughs> violates the rules and they're the best at it <laughs> like, and then and then the rules almost morph into whatever that is like um it's yeah. funny like with music yeah music has country in particular but music in general has gotten way too wrapped up in like this algorithm of how many beats per minute it needs to have and how many verses and how they need to be layered and it's like they've almost created this sort of like industry standard uh like osha rule book of how music needs to be performed and so like you can only do that so many thousands of times before people are like okay what else is yeah. there you know well people like that too that's the thing there's a lot of damn people there's yeah. a lot of people the problem i think with a lot of people is they want you to like what they like and if you don't like what they like what you like sucks <laughs> it's <laughs> It's funny like that, man. It's, we, we're so tribal. We, we, are, we are tribal with our cell phones. You know, we're an Android or PC. You know, oh, Android people brands, have to stick yeah. together. It's like, we're so weird. Mm -hmm. We're so weird. But we're like that with our musical taste. We're, we're like that with our cultural sensitivities or our, our cultural sensibilities, rather. Like, with the way we feel about life and how life should be. We want everybody to kind of think along the ways that we think. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very strange. And... When a person like yourself gets labeled a right-wing, left-wing fanatic, like right out of the gate, <laughs> both, in, both in like a week and a half, then yeah, at least I know I'm doing something right. Like to me, yeah, um, they're, they're looking for your Biden campaign contributions now. <laughs> they're going through your fucking taxes. It's, the whole thing is so bonkers, man. Like, can't they just accept that you made a great song and people enjoy it? Yeah. Why, why does it have? You know, why do people have to attack? Well, it? I think it's just for whatever reason. I've been there's I'm the subject matter the last couple of weeks, and I and you know, in everyone's defense, I probably haven't. It, I've waited for for this opportunity, I guess, to really have a real conversation with somebody about whatever it is I am. So people are just trying to find who's this Oliver Anthony guy and what is he and where does he work and who did he vote for and what's his family like and yada, because they want to sort of build this um, image of whatever it is that the person behind the song represents, for better or for worse. Right. The people who agree with it want to, you know, I, I don't know. It's, <clears throat> it's really funny to watch on my end because obviously I know what's true and what's not. And so, like, just even what I've skimmed through of people sending me, like, I, like this, like singing at the Super Bowl. Like, how many people have formed an opinion about whether or not I should be paid to sing at the Super Bowl? Like, I'm not singing at the Super Bowl. That's just a, something somebody made up. But you know, there's there's been hundreds of hours of people's time wasted, probably talking about all these little like things that don't even exist. It's just somebody made them up and put them on the internet. And so I'm just letting them ride. I think they're. I think it's. I think it's great. It's I, I just think it's great. Like that. At least the last couple of weeks, I've been able to entertain everyone and get everyone's mind off like all the all, all the other horrible stuff that's going on in the world right now. Like, uh, yeah. at least everybody can have a good laugh. You know. So. Well, I mean. <laughs> it's it's a subject of discussion so like everybody is getting involved and, and then somehow or another it became cultural and then there was uh dwight from the office oh yeah he, like, he chimed in that if he was gonna write a cultural <laughs> anthem what did he say something like he wouldn't write about over <laughs> overweight people on welfare he would write about billionaires and their taxes yeah there's nothing funnier than millionaires talking shit about billionaires <laughs> there's nothing funny funnier about millionaires pretending these billionaires are out of touch oh yeah <laughs>
And then, you know, take take Dwight from the office down to West Virginia. You know, take him take him through those coal mining countries. Take him through those places in Appalachia where people have extreme poverty. Yeah. And pills have ravished those areas. Take him through there. And it's everywhere. Yeah, the sad thing is it's it's everywhere now. It's not... Yeah. You know, it's funny. People, right off the get-go, I guess because it was Radio WV that posted the original video, but, like, I've never once advertised myself as being necessarily from the mountains my grandfather grew up in western part of virginia in the mountains but i i'm from farmville which is technically piedmont but even in throughout rural virginia that poverty is a big issue and drugs are a big issue and i mean it's not just even in the rural areas and you go into downtown richmond or any downtown anywhere for that matter it's like it's almost like um yeah these problems exist everywhere now that are and i think i mean obviously they are because they that's why the song everywhere. resonated the way it did the problem for me was um well i knew that i needed to do this like i knew i needed to I procrastinated with music a long time. I mean, I'm 31. I've been playing guitar and singing on and off since I was a kid. Like, my, my grandma was in a band years ago, and so, like, little I remember as a little kid, what got me interested in all of it was, um, going, you know, Dukes of Hazard when I was a kid. I was, like, five, and I used to sit with my grandma, and we'd sit and watch Dukes of Hazard and watch Waylon Jennings pick that guitar, because I had no idea who Waylon Jennings was, but that just, like, I just fell in love with that, and uh, so grew up listening to, like, that 70s country, and she loved all the old stuff, like the 50s and 60s, and um, even in the 70s, even, you know, Janice and all that. And so, like, she really introduced me a lot into music when I was a little kid. And so, like, I just kind of held on to it, but never never pursued it the way I should. And then I'd play at a bonfire party or I'd play at whatever. It's a friend's house. And everybody's like, man, you got to do something with this. You you know, you don't want to waste this talent you've got and whatever. And that would almost make me feel even shittier because I'm like, oh, man, I suck. Like, I'm such a piece of crap for not doing something with this. And so, yeah, like, when I was outside of work, it's like I would just, I would just, I'd drink. I'd get just absolutely stoned, and I would just sit around and try to think about anything but what it was that I really needed to be doing, which was, like, and so and it, it's kind of, like, funny, but that's ended up what kind of sparked me into, like, writing all these songs and doing all this stuff because it's, like, I I don't know, just like with you, probably with something, what you do, jiu-jitsu or whatever, it's, like, for me, songwriting is, it gets my head, like you said, getting your head clear, you know, because mm -hmm. that's all you can, and I, songwriting is interesting for different people, but I've, now that I've been in it, I guess now that I've been in the industry for two weeks and I've talked to like, <laughs> now that I've you've been in the industry, you conquered it. Now that I'm an industry expert, it's like some of the other musicians I've talked to, like the people I've looked up to over the years, they experience this too, but certain people, when you songwrite, it's a very, um, it's a, it's dramatic. Like, um, do you write all your own songs? Yeah. But it's it's. Have you been accused of not writing your own songs? Very early on, yeah. Because since my state, I guess it's not even my stage name. It's Oliver Anthony Music, and so it's supposed to represent music from you know Oliver Anthony Music is my my grandfather, and so he grew up in the 30s in the mountains and used to tell all these wild stories about how life was back then. But the music's just sort of a characterization of like that period in time and those people, you know. And that's so yeah. When when so your real name is not Oliver. Chris, yeah, Christopher Christopher Anthony Lunsford is my real legal name, and so that's what's on like. Like if you look up the songwriting. Why did you decide to sing as Oliver Anthony? Just in. Uh, well, like I said, I had it. I just had the the YouTube channel listed as Oliver Anthony Music, um, just because like that's sort of that's sort of the the demeanor or the, like I said, the character I was rep like that older Virginia style music. Mm -hmm. Like if you if you look if you go on YouTube and you look up that type of music from back then, like those old recordings of people, like that's that's what I I just love that type of stuff. You Do you know? think you're gonna keep that name? Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of people can still call me Chris, and I posted on social media, call me whatever. I mean, I've been called a lot worse than either of those things, but <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll stay Oliver Anthony Music indefinitely. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a special name. It's a special name to me not only because it was my grandfather's name, but it's it's sort of like to me it reminds me of how much how different things were back then. But uh, he was born Oliver Anthony, but everybody called him Anthony growing up, and so like he always thought his name was Anthony Oliver, and uh, last name Engel, and so like it wasn't until he was in his 60s and going to re retire. He realized that his name didn't match his birth certificate, so he had to actually change his legal name when he was in his sixties. But it's because he back thought his then, name was Anthony Oliver. Yeah, and so his but, whole life. But his legal name was, and so it's yeah, and his <laughs> his parents named him. So it's just like, but all, but all the paperwork back then was so scattered up because a lot of people were illiterate, and of course documents weren't 
tracked as well as they are now, you know? Oh, and so it's like, yeah. there's people in the family that have a different spelling and it's the same last name, but the, a few letters are different and stuff. It's just kind of cool. Like, uh, but he just, he just thought that was crazy. He had to change his name when he was 65 so he could draw his retirement off because his that's social security crazy. and everything was under a totally different name. But that's crazy. So it's, a spe it's just special to me. Um, he was, he's like the only other one in the family like me. Most of our family's like average height, six feet and under, but he and I were both, you know, six, six, redheaded, left-handed. Like, I just, I don't know. In a lot of ways, I just, uh, I, th I thought it was special to kind of respect him. He passed away in 2019, and that's kind of when I, I guess that's when I first kind of adapted the name for the music. I didn't really get serious with anything until probably Two weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> until a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Probably until I think I uploaded the first original. Like, like when I was when I decided I was in it to win it, and I really wanted to make this thing happen. Um, it was probably about it. Yeah, probably May of last year when I uploaded "Ain't Got a Dollar." Or it might have been "Rich Man's Gold" was the first one I uploaded on YouTube. But that's when I decided, like, all right, I'm I'm doing this thing. But yeah, so you, you were just smoking too much weed, drinking too much, and just procrastinating. Yeah, 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 and so that, and you know, like, anxiety is a, is definitely something that's underestimated. You know, I used to laugh about, or not laugh about, but I used to just not really understand when people talked about mental health and anxiety because everyone gets stressed out over stuff, and so you think of anxiety as being just like this normal phenomenon everyone deals with. But your your mind can really put you in a dark place to where that thing it just like it just holds on to you like a yeah. you know, and it yeah. just um, makes it very difficult for you to do anything. And so yeah, I spent at least two years of my life almost constantly just having what felt like just a knot right here just just wrenching at me well that's you know? especially true for people that are pursuing a non-traditional life you know with that doesn't have any guarantees it's it's a wild life to try to be an entertainer like to ju just to choose to try to make it in this wild world of people that are singing and making songs and yeah. you want people to pay attention to you like do you know how many fucking people are singing yeah. how many people can sing how many a people lot. are recording things and now with YouTube and, and the like, how many people are putting stuff up on the internet mm -hmm. for the people to enjoy? It's a lot. Well, the idea I, that you're yeah. going to stand out so that you're filled with anxiety just because of that, because you're, this future's uncertain. Yeah, I think for me, a lot of it, a lot of the anxiety came from me just feeling like I was running out of time. All right. All right, folks. That being said, I think this is a good point to wrap this episode of Inside Four Walls up. I will talk to you guys later. Hey YouTube, what are you doing? Oh, I'm updating my content policies. Wow, that's a lot of pages. Oh yes, <laughs> what about you? I don't see you working hard on your content policies. <laughs> well, here at Rumble, we try to keep our policies as simple and consistent as possible. Our policies hasn't changed much since 2013. Huh, I changed mine today. Really, do you mind if I take a look? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here you go. Oh wait, one more. <laughs> This is a new one. Thank you, I'll block off my schedule. It's a real page turner. Oh, page 94 is my personal favorite. Okay, can't wait. Honestly, YouTube, this is too much to read. Ah, ah, my pages! Sorry. <laughs>